The following podcast contains uncensored coarse language. Listeners are advised that some of the following content may not be appropriate for those under 15 years of age. everybody and welcome to the Cinema Catch-Up Club, the podcast for films that you probably should have seen by now. I'm your host, Dr. Stephen Platt. Thank you very much for downloading this week's episode. This, our final film review of 2023. Woo! Woo! A year with many fewer films reviewed than previous years. Uh, thanks to the strikes, but also, hey, well done, uh, sag after Now, we are doing our second of two festive Christmas films. Uh, we reviewed Hogfather last week, and this week we're jumping into another Santa in disguise as we watch 2003's Bad Santa. And I'm joined by two very special guests, someone who has seen the film before and someone who has not. Uh, Our guest who has not seen the film, uh, she's been rocking around the Christmas tree all day. (laughs) It's Dr. Ellen Sears. Hi, Stephen. You just can't get enough of Christmas. I mean, I was trying to think, when was the last time I was on a Christmas film? Because you only It was last week. No, no, but like before that I meant, like, was it it Die Hard? And now I've done both in the one year. That's true, yes. exciting. Yeah, very exciting. So many Christmas films. Bad Santa. Yeah. Um, What do you know about this film? Um, It's got old mate in it. <laughs> oh, I can't remember his name. Uh, are you thinking of Billy Bob Thornton? Yeah, that guy. Yeah, the 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 the, the crappy American president from Love Actually. Yes. Um, yeah. From what I understand, he's like an alcoholic piece of shit, essentially. And and what about his character? Y- yeah. No. <laughs> um, yeah. From what I understand, his character is like a piece of shit, but he's Santa and he does a bad job. And then I'm presuming that by the end of it, it'll be all. Touched by the magic of Christmas, maybe, mm. but also possibly not, because it's a gross-out comedy from 2003. Mm. So, Have you ever had an experience with a bad Santa? I've had experiences with really good Santas. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I can't, I can't ever recall a time when I... I did work with a Santa once. Because um, you work as a Christmas elf sometimes. I, occasionally, yeah, not for a little while. Mm. Um, I did work with a Santa once who was like 18, and we were roaming at a little outdoor shopping centre type thing and a lot of the kids were like you're too young to be Santa and like some of the parents were like making comments about you're a little young aren't you and he was like oh you know Santa's had some work done like to his credit like he was a really (laughs) young kid and it was his first time ever doing it and I think I was in my mid-20s so I was like a lot older Mm. um but yeah like yeah he had a good go at it he wasn't a bad Santa he was just very young and kind of learning the ropes but yeah I have miscast Santa miscast Santa. he's just very young you know you gotta have Mm. a slightly like the older fella to play a Santa. Excellent. But I did work with a really good one at the airport. Mm. Well, speaking of slightly older fellas. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, he's here and he's got a beard. Uh, but also, <laughs> so do you. Yeah, that's true. But I, I can only see him. I can't see me. There's no mirror. Um, we have uh, very specially here uh, as part of his trip back from Dunsborough. He still hasn't made it home, but he's agreed to stop off for a movie. He is literally driving home for Christmas while we're doing this review. It is Robert Woods. Hello. Uh, Happy Christmas, Robert. Happy Christmas. How are you feeling? Oh, Bass Heaven. Hey. Um, Bad bad Santa. Um, In a vague, non-spoilery sort of way, what's this film about? Um, It's about a a Santa that's just not very good. Mm. A guy that's pretending to be Santa. 
Just I mean, the, it's it's there in the title. Like for a two word title, it's pretty descriptive. Mm. It's exactly what it says on the tin. Yeah, mm. great, excellent. I think it's good fun. But to be fair, I have not seen it for many many years, mm. and I am now intrigued by how it's aged. Yeah, because it's twenty years old this year. That's yeah, two thousand and three was an interesting mm. time period. Yeah, yeah. In but terms of films. but at the same time, like the the off color humor. Mm was like intentionally off color exactly even back then. Even so then, yeah so i it's probably fine i'm intrigued i'm intrigued i would have been i, I would like... have been 15 when this came out so yeah. it's probably the kind of thing that i probably would have watched as a 15 year old and been like oh this is quite fun mm. the the director is interesting mm. who's, um, the, who's the director terry zigoff and he started off in documentaries oh okay doing like uh following like counterculture comic book artists and stuff oh. and then he made ghost world which is an adaptation. Yeah, that of a, rings. That rings a bell of a mm. graphic novel, um, and and like Bad Santa to me feels like his most mainstream thing, and he kind of made it and then disappeared. Mm. <laughs> okay, okay. so disappeared like literally, or just well, in no, a no, film no. He's, 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 I think he's done like a, a TV movie or okay. something, okay. like in twenty seventeen, but. But doing other stuff. Yeah, like mm. he, I like he he loves like old school jazz and 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 comic book art and all all mm. kinds of random counterculture pop and then stuff. Did this and and then he he did this and okay. I think it has some of that feeling, but it's also a, a studio movie, so yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like a it's it's a weird it's going to be a weird mishmash of those two things. Well, I'm more intrigued about this film now. Yeah, have you had an experience with the Bad Santa, Robert? Um, I I don't believe I have. I was never, never really all that fussed about Santa. Mm. Um, I I've watched plenty of horror films with with great horror Santas. Mm. Um, Robot Santa, the one that got mm. released last year, that mm. was fun. Maybe Violet Knight is the closest thing I've come to a, a to a bad Santa. But he was quite a good. But Santa. he was quite a good Santa. Even he was just doing very bad, bad things. things. Yeah. That was a fun film. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Okay, well, with all that being said, shall we watch Bad Santa? Sure. Let's give it a whirl. Okay, for those of you listening at home, pop in those DVDs, load up those streaming services, and prepare for the three Bs. More booze, more bullshit, and more butt f- as we watch Bad Santa. That gives me a very clear idea. <laughs> think of what I'm in for. Okay. <laughs> everybody we have just finished watching bad santa and i'm joined once again by robert woods hello and dr alan sears and dr alan that was your first time watching bad santa Mm -hmm. what did you think it was about what i expected yeah Mm -hmm. (laughs) um it was very 2003 Mm. it was uh yeah there was some really good stuff in there there was a few weird moments where it was like and now we're going to fade to black and i was like oh okay interesting editing choice but yeah, it was fine. Fine? Yeah. That's it? Just just fine? Not, there not... were some funny moments. Yeah. I wasn't like rolling around on the couch laughing. Mm. But like, yeah, 
Yeah, but you can see there's an audience for that. Oh yeah, yeah, most definitely. Like, like it was. I I suppose because I'm struggling with this being my first time as well. I'm struggling where to place it for for me. Yeah, it's a bit of a weird one. (laughs) Yeah, it's a bit of a weird one, which I was expecting. Having that's that's what like the director. Yeah, because yeah, the it's feels like a studio comedy, but at the same time, it's really it's really not. Mm. It's it's quite. It's quite out there yeah, it's, with yeah. what it's doing. It's really... I, I, I enjoyed it. I, yeah. that, that's where I'm coming at this from. That film ended and I had had a good time. Yeah. And like I, I laughed more as it went on. Um, yeah. Yeah, me too. But, but, but it was... But it, it is a very odd film. The tone and, of it's yeah. a bit weird. And it, it's almost... It's almost not really a Christmas film for a lot of it. It, it like I, I know it's, pe- it's, people it's, have arguments. The, the Christmas that, setting is incidental, yeah. Yeah, like so people always talk about Die Hard being or not being a Christmas film. We did it as a Christmas film, but, but, so. but I almost kind of feel like Bad Santa almost falls in that category because if the, if if there was a tradition if, of yeah a big holiday that wasn't Christmas, it would work just as well like if there was an easter bunny scam it's it's, it's that whole idea of christmas yeah. and consumerism and everybody's got all the money it's it's the same reason yeah. why in home alone too mm. the the wet bandits sticky bandits the sticky bandits in the <coughs> second one mm. are like oh like we're gonna we're gonna hit the biggest toy store and yeah much like die hard mm. uh this one also has the theming mm. of found family yeah <laughs> and yeah. and yeah. and a family for for christmas and this one is a found family and it's a it's a really messed up really messed up family one. and it's kind but, of an accidental found yeah. family because they're not trying to find family it yeah happens. yeah it's it just, just a con man just kinda an abandoned child a lady with a santa fetish <laughs> like it's it's a it's a and weird grandma who yeah, just and, is asleep yeah. for 90 percent of it's, it all making sandwiches but i do love that it it has all of the beats mm. of what you would expect in a Christmas film, it yeah. just subverts them all in way in weird ways mm. each yeah. time. But they're still there, mm. and yeah. they, and it, it's still enough works enough. It's still you get, Christmas you get heist. Enough of it's it. still the vents. Yeah, it's still it's, like you get enough of it yeah. that it, it's it works legitimately I mean, as a Christmas film. If you wanted to argue that yeah. it was, I mean, Bad, I, I, I mean, Bad Santa is a Christmas film. Like, yeah. it, but it it just feels borderline. That it, you, it could it could not be in the same way that people are like ah oh, die hard yeah no it, it's almost like oh we've dressed it up we've really dressed up the Christmas side of things but Billy Bob Thornton's character Willie is not Santa he's not he's not Tim Allen like no. I've, I've taken on the mantle of Santa he's just a guy running a scam yeah. Um, yeah. and like he just has to sit there in the beard and in the red suit but but it never. That's not what informs him. That's not what changes his character, the little bit of change that we do get. Um, it's his interactions with Thurman. Mm. And it's just him going, oh, maybe I should be not such a piece of shit, basically. is, is what, one kid, yeah. because... But, but Christmas is the is the framework for it. And it's the thing that allows him and Thurman to communicate. Yeah. And so it is important to the plot. But, but it's, 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 it's nice, so it, weird. It's, it's, it's nice that there's not like a... that You know that moment where you get like the... You, you get the slow pen into the person's face, like the slow zoom, and there's the little ding, 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 like music playing in the background. Mm. You're like, oh, they're having a realization about the spirit of Christmas. That never fucking happens. Yeah, and I, mean, I appreciate that. I appreciate. The other thing that I appreciate is when when he like 
in the Dark Knight of the Soul moment where he like confesses he's not the real Santa. Yeah. It's there's no like sad moment there either. It mm. subverts that trope as well. It's yeah, like, the kid's yeah, just I like, that. I know you're not Santa, but <laughs> I just thought you're my friend. <laughs> I just thought you're my friend. Yeah. And this like, kid is oh. just and this kid is so sad. Like he's just so desperately lonely. Mm. Yeah. And and in want of I just love all of the all of the lines that hint at a greater context of mm. his story all through the beginning of mm. the film. Just all of like, the random oh shit that he says. I'm just what is like this thing with like the the the, the chipmunk or the squirrel or the yeah, yeah, yeah. something. And like the kids are I'm like allowed, that. I'm they'll allowed just, one thing a day. I'm like, what are you talking about? They'll just, one they'll bad just, thought a day. They'll what just they'll this? just Yeah, like, like they'll just drop yeah. Kids are like that. They'll just drop a thing into a conversation. You'd be like, the what? I just really I'm sorry, love, what? love that kind of character writing. Yeah. Where like it fills in. And it's never explained. Yeah. It's never explained. It's but it, just it like. It gives you such a, it gives you a greater understanding of. Yeah. Of, of these people and the world that they live in. Yeah. There was a few moments like that. Like um, the, the girlfriend. Um, what's her name? Oh my God. The Asian girlfriend. Lois. Lois, thank you, Lois. Hmm. Um, there's just that scene where they're sitting in the thing, and she hasn't really had a lot to do. Most she, she hasn't, she hasn't spoken there. a word. She hasn't spoken this whole film. It's like three quarters of the way through the film, and they're just sat in the food court, and she looks over and she sees somebody pulling out some shoes, and just pulls out a little notebook and starts making notes about. Yes, I would like that as well. <laughs> I was like. That's brilliant. Yeah, and it's while the conversation is going on between the other two that you're exactly. listening to, but they're just yeah. giving you all these. There's lots of weird little idiosyncratic moments that build cat like the but that laxative, tells you so much about that. Yeah, the, like the, 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 the storing of the, just the massive burning tub mucus. of cigarettes. Yeah, just burning through the whole cigarette. <laughs> that that shot where the cigarette was just burning all the way through. I was like, I feel like this was an ad, like a no smoking ad in the '90s. Mm, like yeah. I feel like I've seen that shot of a cigarette before. <laughs> yeah, it it it, it, it it is a little discordant. Like, and, and I yeah. think it works for this story because uh, Willie, um, the 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 lead, is just his life's a complete mess. He he he's a mess. He he really is just having a bad time. He he almost acts like just a protagonist in a Grand Theft Auto game for the first for the he first kind of is, Yeah, he's like you know stealing cars from the valet, and you can see like oh he's a scrounger. He's just been living off the edges and you know yeah. he's, he's grotty and he hates himself and he doesn't like the he life hates that he's himself, living. he hates the world he, he doesn't re- he yeah. doesn't really want to be in it but while he's here he might as well like mm. fuck women and drink a lot of alcohol oh, yeah, because he, he, that's the only thing that and he's very he's very like id focused like he is just yeah i want i have like sandwich yum gonna eat it that lady over there let's go lady yeah, those yeah. kind of things um and i think that is a big part of the appeal of the film, mm. I think, with its popularity, uh, enduring popularity, yeah. is that this this character, like, um, an anti-hero, an unlikable yeah. protagonist, but Billy Bob Thornton makes this something that's not aspirational, but it's like, it's like kind oh, of wish you, fulfillment, you can almost, be, you can in be a, a way. Pe- you can be a giant piece of shit. You can be the worst piece of shit in the world, and you can still do something that's like... Like, when he's like... I finally did a thing and it made me feel good and it wasn't actually for me. <laughs> but the thing he did was beat up children. Yeah. <laughs> so it's another subversion so of tropes. It's so funny. Yeah. And it's You're like, dude, and he's like, you need therapy. You need so, like, yes, he does. He needs yeah. so much therapy. It, it's so interesting because I, I feel like this film has a really good sense of its morality. 
mm. in terms of <laughs> what morality. No, no, but there, there is no morality. No, no, but I think I to, to have a character that pushes morality so much, you know, he's cussing in front of kids, he's stealing stuff, he's having sex at his place of work. Um, you know, he he refers to. Um, he doesn't use politically correct language. That's a good but, way of putting it, yes. <laughs> yeah, but but I think it's really interesting that particularly for a film that was made in 2003 mm. and you're looking at um, how he lives his life in a very yeah. very open way, in a very non-PC I, way, contrasted with yeah. John Ritter's character, Bob, the store manager, <laughs> who desperately wants to do the right things, but yeah. I don't think he wants to do them for the right reasons. I think it's just he doesn't want... To get in trouble. To be get in trouble or to yeah. do wrong. And so when he's saying like, oh, I don't think we can call them midget. I think it's little person or something. And he just keeps going and going. He's and, trying yeah. to do the politically correct yeah, getting terms. Getting trapped in this, this thing. And even though he's trying to do the right thing, you do get the sense that he is quite a miserly, <laughs> controlling character without the conviction to actually say what he thinks. And it's really yeah. interesting contrasting him not only with Willie, but with Bernie Mac's character in Jin, who it's just such a st- just such a strange character, but also similarly, ha- he has a set of morals. You know, we see it in the interaction with the kid in the video game store, where he's like, "This is what's wrong with this generation: taking things that don't belong." Give me a Walkman, you know, yeah. kind of thing. And um, MB3, yeah, MB3 player. player thank sorry, you. yes. Whoop, just update that. Um, oh, but, but that would have been very expensive but it, too. It, 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 but it's so interesting seeing that that contrast where. None of these people are good people. I don't no. think we meet a single good person with the exception of Thurman Merman. Uh, and even then, um, Thurman is is too young to have been corrupted by the world. It's um, just... And I like, he's like, yeah. you're messing with me, you mess with me. You, you're kind of watching this kid and you're like... He's just kind of blank. <laughs> yeah, it's like... But that's the thing. I look at a kid like that and the way he responds and I'm like, it could be messing with you. Or they could just be like an idiot. They could just be a naive it, kid. It, it could and just, you're not going to know. It could be Because that's like, what kids are like. Just severe psychological damage that is just From shut down. not well, yeah. having <laughs> I mean, a parent I, or figures. I, I, I was also reading it as he was possibly autistic or somewhere along that spectrum. Uh, on the spectrum. Yeah. Yeah. Because of a lot of his behaviours earlier in the film in terms of... You like know, ignoring the bullies when he walked past them uh, and uh, they're throwing well, things at well, him. Well, just following the rules, the importance of the advent calendar and that structure and those sorts of things. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's not explicitly said. I mean, we don't even learn his name until two-thirds of the way through the film. <laughs> that implicit trust of like, oh, mm. like, I'm just going to let this guy into my house. Yeah. And, like... but, but Thurman is is essentially... The, the world hasn't quite shaped him yet. And by the end of the film, we can see that the bad Santa has shaped him to where he can stand up for himself... By fighting dirty, and it's At like the very least, yeah. yeah, and it, it, you know it's 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 very much a case of going well. He's not completely morally good because there's no way that could happen in his circumstances. Yeah, yeah. but he has he he has essentially got himself to a situation where he can stand up for himself, and that was an issue he had at the beginning of the film. There is that. So he, has quite, so he has quite a good little character yeah. out there in terms of like, it's like, well, mm. he might, he's probably going around it the long way, but mm. you know. But in the same way that Willie hasn't really fundamentally changed in terms of his view on the world, you know, where he, he, he gets away with it in the end because the kids in the opposite house saw the police shoot Santa eight times in the back. Yeah. And freaked out. Yeah, and freaked out. And, and he wrote that confession when he was trying to kill himself. Yeah. But also like... The reason he gets off is because it's a massive public relations disaster. Again, it's that perception of doing the right thing. Yeah. yeah. It, it, and it's it's so interwoven that we have this sort of 
expectation of our behavior and how it reflects morality throughout every character in this film. Yeah. And it manages to do it whilst also being a film where some of the best jokes are people kicking each other in the balls. Yeah. And it's such an interesting balance of what what's actually a really interesting sort of discussion of social behaviors and norms whilst at the same time feeling it wouldn't be out of place in like a jackass film or yeah. things like that. That's it's a it's a wonderful um balance and I really love films that have the the highbrow and the lowbrow mm. going alongside each other and and because um, the structure of this and like you were saying that whole it's there like it's very mm. yeah the, the script is t- is well I feel like the script is tight but I feel like the edit that we watched might have been a bit looser yeah <laughs> I think we might have watched the extended cut yeah mm. this was the version that was streaming on Stan in Australia yeah. so uh, the the hundred minute version um so yeah, yeah and it, it's it's a really fun film, though. Like, even though it, it start- kills with a crowd, I yeah. s- I remember seeing this at the cinema, and it, I can imagine. It, like, I just people, I just don't think people were expecting. So much of the film is just there's unexpected. A lo- th- there's, 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 there's a lot of bits that. that would be quite shocking. Man, so the, they would have been like, "Oh my god, did they the just the kid see that? running down the stairs with blood on his hands? Yeah, yeah. and just just screaming that entire scene, mm. and you don't know what happened or why, and it's not explained. Yeah, it's not it explained for about on. twenty minutes. It's great. <laughs> I think is the funniest. But then thing. the explanation is really great. The explanation yeah. really builds into like. Like, oh, why is ki- the pickle brown? Oh, I got blood on it when yeah. I was making it for you. He was trying to make Santa a, a Christmas present. And it's like he was trying to do a good thing. And you can see the effect that that has on Willie. You know, because Willie's like, yeah, I'm with this lady. I'm doing my thing. And then he sees it and he's genuinely like touched. But I think he doesn't know how to respond <laughs> to that. Um, that and like, but He's his, just very emotionally damaged. But it, but it shuts his libido off completely. Yeah. Like, like he, he and Sue are getting ready to have some, you know, Christmas fun. <laughs> And it just shuts off completely. And she doesn't criticize him for it. She's just like, She's just okay. like, okay. And I, I think Sue's a really interesting character in this film. Because she doesn't need to be there. No. But at the same time, I think it's really good that she is there. Yeah. She, I think, she serves a couple of plot purposes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the, the degree to which she is fleshed out as a character is mm. obviously... <laughs> Santa fetish. Yeah. Like that, it's pretty much, yeah, yeah. just like a one line logline for yeah. this character. Mm. But, um, yeah, having having a Gilmore girl play it, yeah, <laughs> I think helps. But, but like, but she gets those like stealing the stockings off grandma to put up the worst Christmas stockings <laughs> is like that's actually a really touching moment. And I think it's quite nice. She's there essentially, I think, almost to allow Willie the opportunity to express positive emotions or positive Christmas yeah. things. Cause I don't think he would take the stockings off grandma and put them up himself. Yeah. But the fact that she's there, it's almost like it allows him to, to be a bit gentler. Cause he's so coarse and rough at the start of this film. Mm. Mm. It is quite the, the, the journey that we see him go through, even though he's still, you know, a bit, bit of a rough diamond, I guess, by the end of the film. Well, that that's, that's, I think we were talking about before how, in a normal character arc, mm. you would you would kind of start towards maybe where this guy ends, yeah. Go from there, and then he would find his way. Yeah, normally that would be and about a, three quarters of the way through the film. Yeah, two thirds of the way. And, through. and this 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 film, like the character arc, is like maybe like just inching to the like the first like step to snail, redemption. Just... Like there's a hint of redemption on mm. the horizon, but we don't get to see and it. And that's the and that's the end of the film. Yeah. 
<laughs> but but I, I did like Sue being there because I also think that she being quite... She was basically the one person in his life for a lot of this film that wasn't going, yeah, you are a, a, a dropkick. You are worthless. Because Marcus... She's like, I like you anyway. Yeah, because yeah. Marcus... Yeah, you know Santa. I was not expecting Marcus to be the baddie. I thought that was a really, really good twist. <laughs> um, but, but, but Marcus constantly berating him and saying things like you need therapy but never actually offering to be the help that that he needed yeah um i thought was a really clever way because of... he d- well, that's the thing he's not really his friend no he's no. just like it's it's a working yeah, relationship it's a working relationship and i'm yeah. using you for this stuff because i need somebody who has your skills in stuff yeah and, then, and that's the only reason that he puts and, up with and him. then he plans to kill him at the end of the film because he's become too much for liability. And it makes sense when you get to the end of the film, but it was still quite a surprise mm. for me watching it. And I don't know if you felt the same way, Alan. Um, I think I was kind of in Billy Bob Thornton's thing where he was just like, yep, I was expecting this. Mm. Like, I, mean, I mean, once he and Lois killed Bernie Mac's character, yeah. um, Jin or whatever mm. his name was, like that was like, oh, okay, these are... These are particularly not good people. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, and I do, I do have to say, I think the whole cast in this film are really good. Like, the, there's not a skerrick of fat anywhere in terms of like <laughs> someone that shouldn't be there. John Ritter's neuroses as Bob are wonderful. Um, whatever the hell Bernie Mac's doing for the whole of this film, it's it's very watchable. It's very watchable. It's like, it's, it's like you said, Bernie Mac just feels like his own separate character from a separate film. Mm. He's just kind of wandered in. You're and like, you can watch that whole film, film of that as well. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. And, and, and I was saying, because I didn't realize who produced this film, but it did yeah. feel like somebody had not, somebody had heard what a Coen Brothers movie was like and tried mm. to make a Coen Brothers Christmas. Well, they were, I think, executive producers yeah. or something like that. But, but yeah, I saw that yeah. in the thing at the beginning and I went, oh, Coen Brothers. Okay. And, so yeah, it's going to be weird then. You can, you can kind of feel, <laughs> feel, kind that, of feel the, vibes. the dark crime drama kind yeah. of yeah. Uh, comedy, yeah. weird hijinks. Mm. unexpected yeah. turns that happen yeah, it's, in their it, films. It kills a fucking spook. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, it's, it's great. That it's, scene is still one of the best things I've ever seen. Just opens the cup and blows him away. Yeah, burn after, burn after reading, everybody. Oh, we need to go, so good. go watch that one. Um, but, but yeah, it's, it's just really, really well performed, really tightly, tightly done. I mean, Lois um, doesn't have many lines in the film, uh, as Marcus's <laughs> wife. But so much character just comes through in, as you were saying, seeing her mooch around the shop and and taking down the notes and saying, just browsing, like like those things. Yeah. Um, it, again, a little bit of a one-note character, but a beautifully struck note, I think, yeah. is, is what it is. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I just think Bad Santa's not the right name for this film. Because I think Bad Santa, my expectation was, oh, it's like the Tim Allen Santa Claus situation, but if he was hit, killed by a drunk actual, driver. Actual yeah. Santa. Yeah, yeah. If yeah, if Billy Bob Thornton was uh, actual Santa, that was my expectation going right. in. Right. Oh really? Yeah. I'm glad it's not that because I think you would have had to have had a lot more of the whimsy. No, the spirit of Christmas will completely change this. Well that's person. the thing. I, this film feels like it's a Christmas film that it's it's more of like a, a punk rock kind of Christmas film that yeah. people that are not into the spirit of Christmas yeah. can latch onto and and share with mm. the family yeah. and get away with it. it because... almost, I feel like Murray would like this film. Oh yeah, it almost feels like a gateway film into your uh, your your uh, alternative Christmas film list, Robert. Yeah, which is a, a beautiful compendium of films that you've gathered. Um, how would you describe it? Um, f- yeah, pr- pretty much like that. Films for people that that 
are sick of the schmaltzy Christmas spirit. Mm. And the sort of films that would be on there are things like... Um, films that are generally not... Not heavily to do with Christmas, but a set around Christmas time. Yep. And Long a Kiss very, Goodnight. Very kind of Long Kiss Goodnight is on there. Yep. And that's probably the happiest one of them all. <laughs> um, but, you know, films like... Um, I've got a bunch of horror films mm. like Black Christmas and Inside, but also mm. Eyes Wide Shut, mm. uh, Brazil. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, a whole, whole bunch of random things. Wonderful. Um... Just looking through my notes, the the only other thing that I feel like we, we probably should talk about in this um, is... All the classical music. Is the music, yeah, the soundtrack. <laughs> the soundtrack was really good. Yeah, there's a lot of use of classical music. That's that's probably where the... Cheaper than pop music. The, mm. the, the traditional Christmas feeling comes from a mm. lot of it that is then juxtaposed with what is the actions that are going on on screen. Yeah. yeah. And, and like, they do that a lot. Yeah, they've got the, the... I forget what the name of the song is, but it's like the Chorus of the Bells, where, where they're using... Carol the, of the Bells. The, the Carol of the Bells, where they're hitting the anvil. Yeah, oh, the, that's... Dun, uh, that's um, the opera. Dun, yeah. Dun, dun, no. Dun, I can't remember the name no, of it. No, um... It's the entrance of the slaves into mm, Egypt. Yes. Yeah. But, but, but it... That one. You, yeah, that if, one. If you if you Google the opera song where someone hits an anvil, it's that song. Yeah. But using that and like using that to where it almost becomes um, diegetic with yeah. Marcus and Willie hitting the safe and the mannequin and just hitting it on the beats that uh, the anvil is struck in that song was really great. But there's yeah. a lot of really good use of classical music and then very cleverly worked in, like when. Uh, uh, Willie's in the fridge and you've got the, the morning chorus the da na 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 and then he gets surprised the music just cuts out when he bangs his head on the fridge <laughs> just instantly uh, it was like yeah that's great that's beautiful because it gives you that little jolt that you need yeah it, I, I I know I know Terry was it Zig Zigwoff uh, Zwig, Zwig, the director Zwigwoff Zwigoff um, let's just call him Z- Terry Z. Terry, 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 Terry off. Zwigoff. Z-W-I-G-O-F-F. So I'm going to guess Zwigoff. Yeah. Uh, I know Terry Zwigoff is is a big jazz fan, like and like mm. really niche jazz as well. Mm. But I'm guessing that means he has some appreciation of... of Classical, Of rhythm and, and, yeah, yeah, and yeah. timing and, and music. That would make sense um, with the way that the music is used with the scenes in this. Yeah. I thought that was interesting. It's and it's it's also filled with um, much like uh, Ghost World is um, all of the side characters there. None of them, none of them look or feel Hollywood. Like even yep. like all the extras and stuff, like they look like real people. They they look like nice caricatures of like. Of different times, kinds of real people, yeah. like very specific. Especially, I loved the the lady painting Bernie Mac's nails. Yeah, like or the uh, guy who assaults him in the car park. It's like I'm not gay. Like <laughs> what? I'm doing this for all of us. Yeah, <laughs> like, what? Like, yeah. So good. There's just this this extra bit of 
world building that's just layered on the but <laughs> it, it doesn't need to be there but it's so great that it is yeah uh, and it's filled with yeah. that, that, those kinds of things um it was uh verdi's anvil chorus yeah. uh, yeah. is what it was verdi, there you from go. uh il travatore that's, that's what it was but yes uh helpfully it's called the anvil chorus <laughs> that makes it nice and easy yeah. to find i mean i feel like that's a good idea to name it yeah the, yeah fair enough uh would you like some trivia about about santa sure sure okay all of this trivia comes from imdb so if it's not true don't blame me billy bob thornton has said that he was genuinely intoxicated for some of the filming of bad santa <laughs> um in the escalator fall scene which i forgot about um, mm. where he just comes up the escalator hanging off it lying down it's with a smash bottle. Yeah. Um, he actually passed out after drinking three glasses of red wine for breakfast, followed by vodkas, cranberry juice, and a few Bud Lights. So Ooh. he was... Method acting. He was pretty smashed. Yeah. Oh, dear. Yeah. Methylated acting, I think Methylated is what we should call acting. it. Um, look, I think we're pretty on board on this program with particularly most of our guests as a, as a not pro-method acting uh, program generally. It can be very dangerous it if you be. don't there, there, do it there's properly. Ways. There's, there's ways. ways. There's, there's ways That's of doing it. That's the thing. It. There, 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 are, there are ways of engaging with method acting that are not dangerous to you or other people. <laughs> but so often... But so often that, that isn't what happens. <laughs> people are like, I'm just a method actor. That gives me rights to be a piece of shit to people. Yeah. Like... And, and in this case, obviously, he he's drinking. He's only technically harming himself. But I don't know how comfortable I would be if I was working on a set with an actor who was... Uh, three red wines, a vodka's cranberry juice, and a few Bud Lights drunk. Like, that's... Yeah. That's mm. a fair bit of drunk. Look, if it's something like a drunk Shakespeare show yeah. where, like, there are parameters and whatever else, sure. Yeah. That doesn't sound like there's parameters. Um, yeah. Just something he did. That's just something, just something he that he did. Yeah. Oh, no. um, this was John Ritter's final acting appearance in a live-action film. Uh, he passed away, I think, like, two months before it came out. Yeah. Um, and uh, the movie is dedicated to him. I think his only film credit that followed this was he was the voice of Clifford in the Clifford the Big Red Dog movie. Oh my gosh. Um, okay. So, yes. But was they doing a big CG version of that? Did they that did. They out? did. I saw it. How was it? Yeah. <laughs> okay. That's fair. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's amazing to think he's, it's already been 20 years since he passed away. Mm. Um, yeah. And, and Bernie Mac as well. Uh, mm-hmm. He's been gone 15 years now. All those cigarettes. Well, and I think it was all of the stool loosener. Uh, no, we, we, we do know. He had, he had a lot of health problems in life. Yeah. Um, and yes, uh, you know, it was just, I just couldn't believe that it had been 20 years, one, since this film came out, yeah. but two, since John Ritter had died. Like yeah, I, I distinctly remember going to see this at the cinema. So, mm. it, it, mm. yeah, it doesn't feel like it's all that long ago, but 20 years. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Uh, Tony Cox, who played Marcus, ad-libbed the line... Uh, you probably shouldn't be digging in your ass uh, when he's messing around with his pants. Uh, director Terry Zwigoff found the line so funny that he admitted to repeatedly cracking up on set and even waking up in the middle of the night laughing, remembering that line. <laughs> that was pretty funny. Mm. Um, in the Czech Republic, the title for this film was translated to Santa is a pervert instead of bad Santa. Love it. Yes, yeah, right. I still feel as though it's not quite <laughs> fixing the problem that he isn't Santa. <laughs> but, oh well. Uh, the only other bit of trivia that I have is some alternate potential castings for Willie. Oh, yes. For the titular go. Bad Santa. Um, Robert De Niro. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Would have been a very different Bad Santa. Yeah. I, I f- feel like 
I would be more afraid of that. <laughs> <laughs> Robert Jerry yeah. Batson, who's more scary. Similarly, Jack Nicholson. Yeah. Oh, same. he would have been terrifying. Now, now yeah, that's the Jack Nicholson alarm going off. Uh, now, he turned it down because he was already shooting uh, Something's Gotta Give. Um, Which is his charming, sweet, yeah. old, cranky man. Movie. He was interested in this film. Like, yeah. he thought it sounded like a fun role, but he couldn't make it work. So, yeah, he, he didn't get it. Yeah, I think it would have been a bit creepy. Um, James Gandolfini. Oh, James Gandolfini. He would have been quite young, though. Well, he would have This is the middle of The Sopranos. Mm. You know, I, I I don't know it would have worked as well because I'd be worried about. I think he's so tied to his character of Tony Soprano; it's really hard to separate him I've, in a yeah. Santa movie. See, I I I never watched The Soprano, so mm. I've seen him only in films, playing right. like in romantic comedies and right. in thrillers and action movies and stuff. So mm. I've seen. I've seen him do do stuff. Okay, he could he could pull it off. Okay, for sure. I'm just I'm just not sure it would have worked with him. You know, just well, he- it's heavy, very hard heavy breathing having throughout just the whole seen film. the movie and seeing Billy Bob Thornton because he's very lived good with him for yeah. twenty years. And plus, it's a role that is the way the film ends. I think it does require the audience to get on side with that character to some degree Mm. and if you push it too hard at the start there's a point and and it probably still is the case with as the film as it is Mm. that it's you you'll lose a percentage of the audience and they're like nah yeah this is irredeemable yeah um Which means that that end doesn't work. Yeah, I, I think I think that's absolutely right. I'm not sure he could have had the full turnaround, um, even though he's a very good actor. Was a very good actor. I'm just not sure all. I, mean, I think all of them could have done it. Yeah, um, would have been very different. But they, yeah, they would all be very different films. Mm. Uh, the final actor I have on this list, and I don't know why he's here, because um, this would have been. I think it was, would have ruined it in the other way. Larry David. Oh no! Oh. Ah. <laughs> uh. Yeah, okay. That's interesting. Hey, why do you like Christmas so much? (laughs) (laughs) And then just every scene that ends badly, you just hear, bom, bom, bom. (laughs) That's the problem with Larry David. He's so tied to the He doesn't have the sexual swagger. Oh, gee, thanks. He doesn't. He doesn't. He doesn't. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's fair. Yeah, but Billy Bob Thornton is like... He's he's a he's a lovely bit of rough, I think, is as some people might say. <laughs> yes. Um, whereas Larry David, mm, he's a bit awkward. Yeah. And I do buy that he's Jewish. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You buy him is, not yeah. being super into the Christmas thing. But <laughs> I I wouldn't buy him as the the desperate down on your luck. I couldn't see what? him doing the valet scene. I couldn't see him doing the car stealing thing. Or it would have it would it would have been like mugging it. Yeah. A bit more. Yeah. Playing. I'm not sure if I've seen Larry David play completely intoxicated and mm. and just... I think it'd be interesting to see him play a complete scumbag fuckhead. And also, I don't think he would have had that, that emotional vulnerability that we saw, particularly when Marcus turns on Willie. Yeah. And he's like, you know, that whole thing about, like, why, why are you getting all this stuff? Like, I believed what Billy yeah. Bob Thornton when he was saying that. And I'm sure I would have believed Gandolfini or De Niro, but... but I couldn't. I couldn't buy it if it was Larry why, David. Why are you buying? Why are you getting all this you, stuff? What do you need all this stuff? For? I mean, where are you going to put it? You're going to need a bigger car. Like, yeah, it's 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 just 
there's there's yeah. also there's also something about if it was like Gandolfini or De Niro, maybe not De Niro, um, but the way Billy Bob Thornton gets gets his ass beat and like thrown around mm. in the beginning, yeah, um, is something I would like. I would struggle to see mm. these guys that we know so well as being really tough mm. guys. Whereas it just in terms of physicality, um, mm. there's him being kind of vulnerable and a bit of a punching bag and he, but he just doesn't care mm-hmm. is, is a part of the character. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So yeah. And similarly, to... Larry David would get thrown around too easily. That's, yeah. That would be a big problem. Uh, okay. All that remains is for us to score the film. Uh, mm. Dr. Ellen, that was your first time watching Bad Santa. Mm. What would you give it out of 10? I'm going to give it... Seven shots of questionable liquor mm-hmm. out of ten. Orange juice. Orange juice. What's, What's in it? That? Orange juice, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, so decent. Yeah, yeah, it was all right. It's not like, let's go to top the list of films that Ellen's watched ever. But I think it was there was genuinely some very funny moments. I think it was really well crafted. Like I said, there was a few awkward, like... Why, why are we doing a fade to black here? Okay, that's an editing choice. All right. But, like... Yeah, it's kind of a weird one. Okay. So, like, good but not great. Yeah. Okay. Kind of, like, middle of the road, a little bit better. Okay. Robert, what about you? Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd give it a seven wooden pickles. Mm. <laughs> wooden pickles. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's fine. Yeah, about a seven. About a seven, yeah. <laughs> it, is, it is very much an about a seven film. I can... You can definitely see why it has a cult following. Oh, yeah. Um, mm. Oh, yeah. And it's a, it's a fun watch. Yeah, I I think it's good. I feel like there is something really, um, really clever in there. But it is... Not that it's well hidden. Not, not no, it, It's just... It gave me a lot more to think about than I think I was expecting. And I think mm. the second half of that film does a really good job of raising the stakes. Creating it, stakes. It, yeah, it, it, in a creative way and in quite a... Um, in quite a personal way. Mm. I think it does a really good job of that. So um, I'm going to give it seven and a half uh, bloody pink elephants out of ten. Oh. Lovely. Yeah. But yes, uh, the other thing I've learned is how to say half <laughs> from Bernie Mac. So. I feel like that was an extended scene. Yeah. It went for a while. But <laughs> it, it did. Was, it was good. Um, but yes, that brings us to the end of this review of Bad Santa. Uh, Ellen and Robert, thank you so much for joining me on this episode of the Cinema Catch-Up Club. Thanks for having thank me. Thank you. And for those of you listening at home, thank you for listening in. This is our final episode of 2023. Woo! Yeah. Well, the final one where we review a film anyway. Uh, because, of course, we do still have the quizzes. The semi-finals are coming up um, featuring one Mr. Robert Woods. <gasps> Uh, how will he do we don't know because we haven't recorded it yet oh no um but yes that will be coming up so if you want to find out who is our top pundit in the quizzes uh make sure that you subscribe itunes soundcloud spotify uh all the usual places where you get your podcasts from uh they'll be appearing in the feed over the next couple of weeks along with our returning regular reviews that's right we've still got a little bit of the back catalog we still owe you a Nightmare on Elm Street trilogy, uh, which was what the audience mm-hmm. picked just before the strike. So January, we will be looking at the 
trilogy in quotation marks. The first three <laughs> films, basically. One, two, and three. Up mm-hmm. to Dream Warriors. Um, so keep an eye out for that. Uh, we are also uh, going to be releasing our year in review episode uh, as well, which will, I presume, be shorter because <laughs> we had about 20 less, less films, films than we normally do. Yeah. Uh, so keep an ear out for that. That will be dropping probably on new year's eve round about them uh we also have the facebook page for news and updates just search for us there cinema catch-up club give us a like give us a follow and finally we have a patreon patreon.com forward slash ccuc podcast bonus goodies and features there now and into 2024 uh so if you want to give us as little as a dollar a month you can do that and you can get extra bonus things just for you but that is all for this week for this christmas and indeed for this year so until next time Goodbye. Bye. Ta-ra. You have been listening to a Thought Jar Productions podcast. For more information, please visit thoughtjarproductions.com.